So to uh, start off this week's episode, that uh, whole solid state button situation with the iPhone 15 Pros aren't really looking all that solid, at least per Ming-Chi Kuo. Uh, according to one of his latest reports, or in his case of favorite words, survey, uh, he says, quote, Due to unresolved technical issues before mass production, the 15 Pro models will abandon the solid-state button design, unquote. Um, not really anything of a lengthy statement or even a topic in general. Um, and it's not like any of the rumors were falsely sourced. It's just production challenges often elicit negative changes. So mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'm not really even disappointed. Uh, I could go one way or the other, but... Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I mean, either way, it would have been nice to have solid state again if they did it and, you know, went through it correctly. Um, but honestly, I, I'm I live in the classic, uh, you know, with just normally normal function buttons. So, yeah, I'm it's fine with me, honestly. So, yeah, that's kind of the um, the diehards get to have one more year of, you know, physical buttons before they hit the solid yeah, state. Yeah, yeah, pretty like much. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but before I actually hand it off to you, I did want to mention that per one of our topics that we showcased on our last episode, uh, one of the team members over at YouTube took to Reddit with a whole bunch of written Q&As. For those of you curious about more details on the Sunday ticket that debuts on YouTube TV this fall. So um, we'll have that in the description below. You guys can check out some of those question and answers. Um, one of them was actually... Um, noting that they limit it to two streamers active at once. Oh, so, man. Yeah. That um, they did say that they're considering the option to have like a feed for more. Um, of course. That's aside yeah. from the, the 4K or having to have YouTube TV base channel or base subscription. So we'll have to wait and see how that works out. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get I get the limitation, but also, like, two is a little bit smaller, because I think um, you had mentioned that it may have been four, up to four, but... Um... Um, well, that was actually the... Uh, it's actually, I, when I, I corrected myself on that one, I, I think I even put it in the description last week, that it's, um, or the week before, uh, it's actually unlimited if you go for the um, $73 plan a, year, a month and add on the 4K package. That'll actually allow you unlimited streams active at once okay. within your own household. But if you just um, do the base, then you only get. If two. you do the base and okay. actually just do a regular um, prime channel on YouTube, yeah, that'll just be two streams for Sunday ticket. So, yep. Yep. Uh, another final end to an era is LG's final update on their last phone. Uh, the LG Wing. The LG Wing will be receiving Android 13, um, and this update consists of the following. Um, and these are actually ones that are associated with the wing itself, so not necessarily pointed towards Android 13, but uh, just ones that are for the wing. Uh, de device control shortcut icons can now be displayed on the lock screen. Um, added preview sharing and text editing functions for copy text or images. You can check and stop apps that are currently active in the status notification window. The multi-window function has been simplified. The functions of the music and video controllers displayed in the status notification window have been improved and added notification permission setting function for each app. Uh, this update will begin in South Korea because I think they actually said that it was originally released in South Korea or uh, maybe the first update was or something like that. But 
Um, mm-hmm. There is no mention of when this update will take place, though it is mentioned it will be sometime uh, this year, obviously. So probably mid, I'm thinking mid time this year, maybe a month or two. So, but uh, yeah, I know you had the wing and I know we've kind of discussed it uh, at small length here and there, but uh, I don't know how you feel about this particular item, but um, sort of one of those reminders that I don't like being reminded of. <laughs> Yeah, I, told, I, I totally get it. it. Uh, I totally get it. It's, it's it's not even like uh oh I'm glad they got this update. It's oh I'm reminded once again that LG is no longer in the mobile market. So it's depressing. Yeah. It is kind of depressing. <laughs> so just to kind of yeah. hear that and um I mean I'm sure some of those people out there that own it are really excited to hear about another update that adds a little bit more, you know, fixes and yeah. maybe some small features here and there. But uh yeah, outside of that, no. Yeah, just I th- nostalgia. <laughs> I think there were. I saw a couple of comments saying that uh, Android 11 was amazing for the wing, but once they upgraded to 12, it was so bad that they actually had to switch to like a Samsung 8, uh, or oh. uh, like a sorry, a, I should specifically say like a Galaxy 8 or something like that. Um, say, and yeah. so they were hoping that this 13 will actually fix a lot of those issues. And honestly, I wouldn't blame them. That's kind of annoying because I know we talked about OnePlus having those issues when they upgraded to not necessarily Android 12, but uh, which one well, was yeah, it? it's it's like Switching the second to, or oh, third upgrade that you get after you buy the phone that tends to have like issues. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I guess that probably makes sense because that was back when they were trying to develop that phone and develop the software for the phone. Um, so it probably yeah. wouldn't surprise me that 11 was a really good release for that, that, uh, model. So for sure with that, uh, I'm curious what you think of this leak that's servicing, uh, about Apple potentially developing panels for a 32 inch or a 42 inch iMac, or maybe even an external display, uh, likely to surface around 2027. Uh, and is that something you feel like the market would crowd towards? Yes, actually, because um, I always think about, like, what was the biggest desktop that I've ever really seen? And it was a Windows, and I think I saw it at Best Buy a couple years back. I don't know the name of it. Maybe you can help me out. But it was really big, and it was des- it was literally a touchscreen, and it was designed for artists. Did you say to- what brand it was? Uh, I think it was when it might have been Microsoft, um, but I'm not sure. Okay, because I was wondering if it might have been HP or something. It, yeah, it, it might. It was definitely one that had Windows on it, obviously, but I can't. I can't remember. But yeah, okay. the name escapes me. But uh, yeah, that's one I always go back to, and I actually used it for a little bit while I was at Best Buy, and I loved it. Uh, that is really, mm. it's really geared towards people who want to draw on a larger scale content creators yes absolutely and especially if you're doing like video editing that helps a lot that way you can really delve into that and i think it's efficient as well uh for apple to do this i think it would work i don't see a really major issue in it i would love to see them actually utilize touchscreen with that because i think it it probably cost a heck of a lot more but again it's you know it's apple so yeah, I mean, I think in that sense, because we've talked about this, and I won't really harp on it too much, but we talked about, you know, a MacBook having touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it come down to when you have an iMac? Or in this case, what do you have when like, you have like a really large iMac, like a 32-inch or a 42-inch? I think that allows you to work with, yes, added cost of a bigger touchscreen, but more real estate to work with in utilizing touchscreen. Sure. 
interactions. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I mean, there really isn't much meat to this rumor other than the uprising trend in OLED panels. Mm-hmm. And we expect Apple to transition fully over to OLED in all of their displayed designated products by the year 2028. Yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, such products actually are like the foldable 20-inch I- OLED iPad, which could reach the market mm-hmm. by 2026. So we're not really entirely sure how that's going to work out. There's been a lot of rumors going back and forth. Oh, yeah. We talked about them. Apple's foldable um, mobile touch product. So Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I just kind of felt like this one was kind of out there. Mm, yeah. I felt like it was a little bit too out there. I just didn't feel like yeah. it, it really was there. And that's why I kind of, why I said, you know, there just wasn't much too much meat to it. So, but I was kind of cute. I did at least want to hear what you kind of had to thought, yeah. think about it if it did come true. Um, and you know, if people could actually, you know, jump in and, and Apple could, um, profit off of that. So, yeah, absolutely. I don't, like I said, I think it'd be a great idea. Just really depends on how they go along with that if they were to do it. But so this new story happened, um, I believe today. Uh, students were canyoneering and they had gone through a part where there was a deep water source, I guess, from uh, the winter. And I think this was in Utah, I believe. Okay. Um, and after they had passed through that, they went on to uh, discover another even deeper part and they wanted to tread through it. Uh, but they got stuck at about an 8, 10-inch deep hole. Um, thankfully, one of the students actually had had a iPhone 14 on them and was able to use the satellite SOS feature released back in September. Uh, the student, Stephen Watts, was able to contact 9-11 successfully. Uh, and while they were waiting for services, they located a pile of driftwood and started a small fire to keep them warm because it turns out a couple of them had already gotten hypothermia. Oh, uh, eventually wow. the EMC ser- yeah I know <laughs> eventually EMC services uh, made their way to them uh, in good time thankfully and uh, this is just one of many stories of people that have been able to utilize uh, satellite SOS and uh, yeah. I we kind of questioned that when it first came out not necessarily if it would be good or not but um, you know if it would be how many people would be using it enough to actually for yes. Apple to implement it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I, I think they also mentioned they were going to charge people after the two year mark or something like that. Right. But yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that this, these kids were able to make it out okay. So. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, like you said, we do hear a lot of stories like that, or we've at least heard a lot of stories like that since this um, implementation back mm-hmm. in September. So, uh, it's kind of it's scary. Yeah. Um. And it kind of reminds me when, you know, Apple goes through their uh, events, uh, spe- specifically Apple Watch, and just how that device alone, you know, helps people when they're in an emergency because, yeah. you know, they're stuck or something like Absolutely. that. Or, you know, they're in a small place and they reach for the Apple Watch and they can get 911 there as well. The SOS is definitely more for the extreme. And I can see why Apple wants to charge them that after that two years just because um they kind of need to get some sort of kickback we've 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 um mentioned this in past episodes of how much they're actually dropping into this entire plan and project of sos and Mm -hmm. um just all the people that are involved with that so yeah um i know it's not like 100 percent like tech associated but it's it's important to kind of highlight these these stories that come along because it's pretty amazing We've had a lot of crazy news, especially the the thievery that happened a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it necessarily tech related, but it is this just kind of things that happen in the the tech community and that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, and I mean, it just goes to show other people, like you know, even not iPhone users, that uh, you know, if you have a phone that has SOS, just it, it's important to be aware of that, it is. so that way you can utilize yeah. it when it comes time. So, yeah, that's really impressive. So, but um, yeah, I think we're moving on to deals. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, we'll start off with Apple, and this is for their 2023 MacBook Pro for the 14 inch specifically. Uh, it ha- it's seeing a uh, reduction on Amazon of $249, bringing it down to $1,749.99. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's good. I, w- I would consider that a decent decent deal there. So um, we'll move on to TV. This is a 55-inch Neo QLED 8K uh, smart TV from Samsung down from two thousand dollars to thirteen hundred so seven hundred dollar savings there hmm. nice uh anchor space headphones these are on amazon 33 or 36 percent off i don't even think you and i have ever used uh anchor headphones anchor yeah you just that that really threw me uh, i didn't <laughs> even know anchor made headphones neither did I. I saw this uh and they they actually look pretty nice uh some of them run is from this like, on amazon Okay, uh, what, what are the ratings on that, by the way? Um, four point five stars for most of them, uh, for how all many? of them. Four point five. No, I mean, how many reviews? Oh, I mean, it depends. There's like fifteen different headphones. Is it colors? Yeah, they're different colors. Uh, well, there's oh, okay. there's the uh, Anchor Space Q45, the Q30, Q35. Oh, okay. Um, so this discount affects all of those. All of these, yeah, and there's also earbuds. Okay. So there's the A series; um, those are the earbuds, and then the Q series are the headphones. And yeah, you'll see a uh, price reduction of about thirty to thirty-six percent. And a lot of these have a price of, depending on what you get, fifty-five to like a hundred bucks. And a lot of wow. people seem to like them, which honestly, we should probably test them out because they seem pretty nice. The style and yeah, look I mean, who almost reminds me of, um, here, let me see this thing. They look really cool. Almost reminds me of um, sort of like a Beats type. Okay. Uh, yeah, I left to put on the list with the uh, Nothing earbuds because I want to try those out as well. Yeah. Those are really um, on our list for testing out uh, headphones for the channel. So, But you had some news on... A car manufacturer? Is that right? Yes. Uh, BMW is finally bringing digital car key support to Android um, with specifically two uh, companies, Samsung and Pixel phones. Uh, So any BMW vehicle produced after November of 2022 will have uh, this utilization. And the following phones that will be able to use this feature are the Pixel 6 Pro and 7 Pro. And the following Samsung devices are the Note 20 Ultra, S21 Ultra, S21 Plus, Z Fold 3, S22 Ultra, S22 Plus, Z Fold 4, S23 Ultra, and S23 Plus. I know that was a whole slew of names there, but uh, if you want to take a look at those again, you can either rewind what I just said, or you can go ahead and go to the uh, link that we have below. So, uh, <laughs> As a side note, by the way, this is given by Android Authority. You will need to make sure that your phone is running Android 13 or above, otherwise you cannot uh, use the key, the dig- digital key. Yeah, I was, we're just, uh, well, this is part of the reason why we didn't have an episode last week, but I was down in Florida and I was talking to my other brother and uh, he is not the biggest fan of digital car keys. Really? 
Yeah. Um, I, I think it's just the whole entire security thing. And I don't know. I get just, that. Just some speculation yeah. there. But uh, yeah, I kind of, I'm one of those people. I don't know how many times I've gone to my car and I actually forget my keys. <laughs> uh, actually, it just happened last week. I was at the beach and I walked back to the car and I didn't have the keys with me. They were in the beach bag. Of course. And I yep. needed to run back and then go to the restaurant and pick up some food. So I'm like, oh. Now, with my in my case, I had Honda, so I had Honda Link, so I could unlock the car, but because I don't actually have a digital key, it doesn't allow me to turn on the car and actually drive. Gotcha. It just allows me to unlock or remote start. That's it. Mm, man. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to when I'm able to actually own a car that has digital car key. Same here. Android or Apple, I really don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I totally get it. I've had that At this point losing, in time. losing the key, which is why I have an AirTag. So... An air tag, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, rounding out the end of this episode, we have more near certain specs related to some Pixel products, one of which is the price for the previously sneak-peaked Pixel tab. Uh, for starters, we had 9to5 Google spot on Amazon a listing for the docking station for said Pixel tab. Dang. Uh, right. That priced the product at $130. So we now Pretty know what good. the dock is going to be priced at. And it would have a release date of May 10th, uh, which is also the same date for this year's Google I.O. event. Um, Some of those items have been since removed from uh, Amazon. I think the product is still there, but, you know, the release date and the pricing has been removed. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Another leaker also claims that the tab itself should come with a two storage tier 128 and 256, which is going to be mated to eight gigs of RAM Hmm. and showcased in potentially four colors um wow okay i have a couple yeah i think hazel and might be obsidian i'm not sure are one of the views that we we see on there so far okay um and it should come with an estimated price of what he's saying is 600 to 650 euros and so if you kind of convert that to usd and kind of adjust it for our national market pricing puts it around 600 dollars. so 599 probably if we were to guess so i it's not too bad i mean i don't know if that's supposed to include the docking station or if that comes with it it's from the way they said it last week it's not or last year it sounded like it's supposed to be an additional accessory i yeah, i was gonna say i don't think it'd come with it that'd be for, first of all a large box unless you get like a bundle discount yeah if you get a bundle yeah i understand like that, that but just on its own yeah i don't think they'd yeah that's what i'm that, thinking but... i'm thinking it's supposed to be a separate yeah so um it's kind of weird i'm not really too much excited about the tablet i mean i'm kind of excited to see how it's implemented in some cases we kind of already seen a little you're more excited about the dock I'm more excited about the dock. I am. I like the speakers and then just being able to like mount it and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like. Well, I, you need the tab. I'm looking for forward it, to that. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. $130 oh. is a waste of money unless you're actually going to buy the tablet. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Basically. But uh, so further leaks surfaced in regards to the upcoming Pixel Fold, uh, which is also expected to debut in the next couple months. And there is an expected teaser actually for this model, which should surface on the 26th of this month oh okay. uh, which would actually be tomorrow or i guess even today if you're listening to this on wednesday um now i won't get into all the specs which in theory is actually kind of funny considering that we seemingly have so much detail about a product that hasn't even hit the market yet 
Um, Then again, this is Google that we're talking about, and they essentially give us everything there is to know about their products before the official launch event or press release. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I kind of like to think of Google's I.O. event as a wedding. You've already got the ring in hand. We're just waiting for the preacher to officiate what we already know is going to (laughs) happen. So that's kind of how I see this (laughs) Basically, that's that's 100% correct. Google tends to do that. So Yeah. So in either case, there, here are some highlights, and uh, one of them is the price. Uh, as we previously mentioned on this show, there will be a 256-gigabyte variant, and we expect it to run $1,800, uh, which for a foldable, that's not really surprising. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then there will still be an anticipated 512-gigabyte model that will fetch $1,920. Why the extra $20? I have no idea. I guess it's just 20 bucks that Google is pocketing. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but that's a rumored price. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, both variants will ship with 12 gigs of RAM powered by the Tensor G2 processor. Uh, the foldable is expected to reach pre-orders on May 10th, which also should include, uh, if you guys are interested, an added gift of a Pixel watch with that pre-order through Google Store. Wow, yeah. Okay. So, and then you should then be able to pre-order the models through your carrier if you so desire on the 30th of, uh, of May. And then by June 27th, it should be widely available. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is, that's actually pretty good. Uh, I know we talked about the, the fold specifically every now and then, but to kind of hear it, like it's actually got a date, it's got a crap ton of specifications, um, I'm pretty excited for it, honestly, even though I literally am not going to be able to get it, but, uh, I'm excited even so, uh, and I can't wait to see it on IO. So, yeah, this is going to be one of those products that I will probably test out. Good for you. And I'm excited to text test out <laughs> long before my excitement for any Samsung fold. Hmm. Clarification fold, not a flip. I love the flips. Um, hmm. But yeah, real quick, this foldable will sport an external OLED display of 5.8 inches with FHD Plus running at 120 hertz. Uh, And while the internal display stretches 7.6 inches, also 120 hertz, and uh, the battery, at least per Google's internal marketing team, boasts upwards of 24 hours of battery life. So there's that side of things. Yeah. Okay. And then the rear will house a 48 megapixel wide main sensor and a 10.8 megapixel ultra wide as well as a 10.8 megapixel telephoto. Gotcha. Um, And then to close out these last few specs, you should also expect a power button to house a fingerprint sensor. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of, that's a little. Really want that. Right there. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, the phone should have a product weight of 10 ounces with a height of 5.5 inches, a width of 3.1 inches, and a depth of a half inch. So we really, and this is, there's further details in the link below concerning more in-depth camera specs and other details. It's just, this is what I mean by it's crazy. We have this much detail on a phone that we haven't even seen. I guess we're waiting for the teaser now, evidently, for this week, but... um, yeah, I'm not sure if there's anything specific from what I've mentioned that you're looking forward to other than just the general gist of a foldable Pixel. There aren't a whole lot of foldables in the game right now. I mean, obviously Samsung's the main one. Uh, right. But uh, we've talked about it before. It's always good to have competition 
against yeah. Samsung uh, or any, I mean, any manufacturer at all. But obviously, since they have the fold foldable, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really generally excited just because it's I I've seen the the leaked images, quite a few of them, yeah, and I love they them. They look pretty They do yeah. look pretty sleek. So yeah, I'm to- totally for it. Yeah. So with that, uh, before we close out this week's episode, I did want to mention something that came um, up on our news feed just as we were editing this. The price for the OnePlus pad was revealed and it will come at $480. So I think Riley had it a little bit uh, higher than I did. I think I had it around like 330 So, But if you want to go ahead and pre-order that, that starts on the 28th. And uh, like we said before, they will also be giving you a pre-order gift, which includes a either a stylus or a keyboard attachment, depending on your preference. So, yep. So a uh, lot to look forward to here coming up in May. And then, of course, we'll have a lot of news surrounding Apple and their WWDC coming up here in June. So... Stay tuned for more episodes. Um, We will definitely be back next week with more tech news and rumors. Uh, This is JD and Riley signing off. Peace out.